You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hi, everybody. This is John DeCross, the comic actor, voiceover. And you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. <laughs> Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 95 of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me in spirit, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. I'm here. I'm here. I don't want to hear it. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you're hungover as shit. It was was a late night at the Dave Matthews show, it was. But totally worth it. For any listeners that are new to the podcast, we are your single source for all of your nerdy news uh, in gaming, TV, film, music, and all things pop culture. We're basically spreading that good word of nerd just one episode at a time. But be sure to hit that subscriber follow button on all of your podcast services like iTunes, CastBox, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your audible goodness. But please, while you're at it, make sure to leave that rating and review. It's the easiest, it's the cheapest way to help support the show it takes a minute to do it leaves the lights on for us and we greatly appreciate it uh, but as always we do read our itunes reviews on the air and we have one for you this week as well um, this one's going to be from amanda g comedy her uh, her show i'm sorry her re, uh, review subject is fantastic show it is a five-star review so thank you amanda g we appreciate it it's the uh, near and queer to my heart podcast so go check that one out the near and queer to my heart podcast really enjoyable I do like comedy that name. I it's a like really that enjoyable name. comedy podcast I really enjoy listening to this podcast. The hosts are very knowledgeable and witty and keep me entertained the whole time. I've never been to Philly in my life, but when I listen to this podcast, I feel like I'm there. Like I'm getting the inside scoop on what it's like to live there and even root for Philadelphia sports and experience Philly music. They definitely do their research and hard work on each episode. Check this out. Very awesome. Well, you got to come to Philly. Change that. Yeah. Come to Philly. We'll grab some beers. It'll be a good time. I don't. I don't need any right now. <laughs> Sam. Sam will drink some more Propel. I need it, and it'll be a, a rocking good time. But just like Amanda G comedy, if you leave us an iTunes review uh, or a Castbox comment, the cool thing about the Castbox app, we have a wonderful partnership with them right now, is that when you leave a comment on any episode, we can like the comment, reply to the comment, and we reply to every single one and read every single review and comment on the air, one star to five star, doesn't matter. And we'll read it. Yeah, we read it all. We reply to all. Say something. <laughs> yeah, we read and reply to all. So please do that. And that is like the best way to help the show grow without actually uh, giving us a fat check. Yeah, exactly. And we appreciate it <laughs> very, very much. You can also support us by following us on social media. That's at uh, We Podcast and We Know Things on Instagram, all one word. At We Pod and We Know on Twitter, all one word. Just search We Podcast and We Know Things in the Facebook search bar. Uh, if you want to find us on Facebook and like us there, you sure can. Thanks to everybody over the past couple weeks that has done that. Our Facebook has actually had a real nice uptick and our Twitter – I'm sorry, our Instagram as well. So thank you for all of that support. We really appreciate it. But if you do want to support us monetarily, uh, that would be on Patreon. We do have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash wepodcast and we know things. You kick us some money every month. We then give you rewards based on how much you want to give, $1, $2, 5 10 20 whatever you feel you want to support monetarily, we give you 
an accompanying reward every month or every quarter to say uh, thank you for your donation. And we were literally just talking before we recorded that, you know, new mics that we were going to get, hopefully down the road, a laptop. So every money will go 100% towards the podcast. Uh, absolutely. And we, we may even be taking this month's and even getting some new mics. We're talking about it. We're thinking about all these cool things we can do. But we, we couldn't even have these conversations without you fine folks helping us out on the Patreon. We'll give our weekly Patreon shoutouts at the end of the episode. So please look forward to that. But we do want to remind you that we are on the We Be Geeks podcast network. So for anybody who's actually found us through the We Be Geeks podcast network, welcome to the show. Uh, we appreciate you having us and uh, finding us. That's WeBeGeeksPC.com. And we're also a part of the ESO network as well. That's ESOPodcast.com. Uh, this is our first episode on the ESO podcast network. Ooh. First of many, I hope. First of many, many, many. So we're really looking forward to that. As you heard in the opening, um, you're probably like, wait a minute. This is not the normal opening. But yeah, we uh, we are now part of the ESO network. Um, we're really looking forward to that. Every episode moving forward uh, will be on both of those networks. Um, and, and that's a really cool feeling to just know that we're, we're growing and expanding into other families. I feel like the podcast mob. <laughs> We're like the lower part of the Philly podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not the capos just yet. No, we are, we are at the bottom of the totem pole, but we are, you know, climbing steadily. I'll tell you that much. I was listening to us last night, right? And um, I was cleaning the house, as you can tell and smell. And uh, I was listening to episode 70. And it was because it was our, the title of the episode was Top Three Worst Things of 2017. And I was like, what the hell did we think? I have no idea. If you had to take a guess of any of your three. What would you say? What was the worst thing in 17? I'm thinking of a movie. Or... Yes, one was a movie. One was a TV show. Your number one was a TV show. Your number two was a movie. And your number Fear three was Walking a video game. Number one was Fear the Walking okay. Dead. Your number two was a movie. And your number three was a video game. Mm-hmm. Worst? Oh, uh, shit. Nope. Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. <laughs> oh, yeah. And The it... Mummy. Oh, it was the mummy? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mine was one two switch, um, gunslinger or gunpowder, gunpowder on HBO with okay. Kit Harrington yeah. and Bright. Oh, you, you hated Bright. I hated Bright. <laughs> but I, still, I still wanted to see that HBO special. I was listening to it and I was like, We if you remember, I wrote that big long thing on Facebook when we got three thousand yeah, downloads. Yeah. That was the episode. It took us seventy episodes to get three thousand downloads. Wow. And we're now over twenty four thousand, and we're on episode ninety five. Twenty five episodes to, later, to say it was a twenty one thousand jump is yeah, that's insane to me. Hey, but without you guys, we're nothing. So the the amount that this show has grown in the just the past couple of months is uh, incredible. So thank you uh, to everybody who's helped us out along the way. We will have. Bonus episodes to for the, the next least. six weeks. Six every single week for the next six weeks, we will have at least one interview, and it's going to actually go seven weeks because we actually have two interviews on one day. So it's going to be stretched out over a, Look a at couple us weeks. Double booking. So for the next triple, we have a regular podcast <laughs> that day. We have seven straight weeks of bonus episodes for you guys. So we really hope you enjoy them. The next one coming up after today's episode at Stone and Key Winery, uh, which you'll hear on. Sunday, if you're listening to this podcast, it'll be released on Sunday. Next week, we will have the amazing band, finally have them, got them booked, been listening to them and looking forward to it since they opened for Hearth and Heights. Heavy Things, they've been my pick of the week twice, and so far, their new record's my album of the year. Yeah, I don't think I remember, I can't even remember the last time you came in, like, listening to a new band and, like, 
like really digging them. So oh, it's, it's good to hear. I am so pumped for this interview. So we have them coming up next week. You got to check them out. Heavy Things, their new record, Glimpse, or their first record, Goner. Really looking forward to hanging out with Will and the guys uh, next week for the Heavy Things interview. That'll drop two Mondays from now, so next Monday. And also, just a quick recap um, on our Punchline interview of how cool Chris and Steve were. Steve Sabosley and Chris Fafalius of Punchline just awesome, awesome I mean, dudes. To be honest, I feel like every guest we had has like been awesome. Like every single like, one of them. I don't know if it's we're just getting lucky or you know just you know. I would say that's a two percent us and our personalities, <laughs> but ninety eight percent just awesome guests. I, I agree. 100%. Uh, how cool they are, and um, everybody from David Rosales and Jesse Kinch, and I don't want to continue to yeah. name drop, but like all of the awesome guests that we might need to not even have been huge into before the interview, like Jesse or yeah. David, like we didn't really listen to them hey, we for did, years we didn't and years. Know. All the way to Punchline, who we listened to for 15 yep. years, or the early November for damn more than that, yeah. like 16 years, and crazy yeah. how all this comes together and, and how special it truly is. But those dudes were funny as shit, and they shared the episode all over their social medias at Punchlion on Twitter, Punchlion on Instagram, and Punchline Band on Facebook. Um, amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. Chris has been in contact. Like, we're, yeah. it's, it's just what a cool Steve, too. I mean, like, what an amazing. An interview and group of dudes. And let us know what you guys think of the bonus episode. This one, any other one, shoot us a message, DM, comment, anything. We have a smaller episode, <clears throat> excuse me, today because we did our E3 stuff already. So if you are listening to this episode thinking, okay, it's I, I got to get my, my E3 recap from these guys, you missed it because we did it on Tuesday and it dropped Tuesday night. So go back midweek. We have a bonus episode of all of the press conferences recap. Yeah, strictly E3 only. So we actually have some stuff that came out of E3 over the last couple of days that weren't press conference related we have. But our gaming section is really small today. So that's going to be last. We have um, our trivia section, our biggest stories. Then we'll uh, do movies, TV, gaming, some music stuff, our picks of the week, and then our Patreon. Patreon shoutouts at the end of the episode. Um, so we'll start out with trivia. It's one and a half for me, one for Sam on our race to 11, win by two. I'll lead us off. And um, you know, I'll start off because I did beat Uncharted 2. Uh-huh. So I'm on the third one. So my question is from <clears throat> Uncharted. So I expect you should know this. I, uh, remember, I just started playing it in 2015 or 16, 2016. So only a couple years. Okay, in. we'll see. In Uncharted, on a scale of one to 10. How scared was Drake that Elena would die at the end? Of the first one? I believe it was the second one. Because oh. as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, there's my trivia question, and literally wrote it down right away. Is it more than 10? Give me the answer. No. Give me the it's, not, oh, it's, it's not. not more than 10. Okay. It's well, That's why I literally said 1 to 10. <laughs> it's either really low or really high. Uh, <laughs> I like your logic. Uh I'm trying to remember the line. It's, I, I it's remember after... 100%. I, I kind of thought you would like... I don't know why. I just thought you would just... You knew it. I don't know. I'm going to go low. Okay. Because his confidence... Because he's cocky. So I'm going to say a 4 out of 10. Final answer? Yes. You are correct. No shit. Was, I put 2, 4, 8, and 10. And it was 4. There you go. So, <laughs> so it was. He goes, 4 is her. 8... He goes... Sully? It would be a 10. He goes, well, 8 was the guard thing. He goes, what's a 10? 10 was clowns. So I thought that was a nice trivia question. <laughs> Damn, dude, that's really neat. So oh. you get a solid point. I my my Drake Nathan Drake is uh, on there. You now can't catch me today. It's mm-hmm. two point five to one as we speak. My question to you, Sam: What is the original 
the original Incredibles movie, not Incredibles 2, what is its Rotten Tomatoes score? I have two numbers. Let me hear it. I, I, it could be anything. Yes, it could. It could be yeah. literally 100 yeah. choices. I have narrowed it down to four for you, and they're not crazy away from each other, yeah, so you I, should. I, I have a number. What's, what's your number begin I don't really with? Want to what's say. it begin with? A I'm, nine. Okay. 93, 95, 97, 98. 98. Incorrect. It was, 97. It, it was the number that I was, I was thinking, so yeah. if you said it, I was going with it. 93, 95, no. 97, 98. That's uh, not bad. I'll so, take it. 2.5 to 1. Listen, Sam is the two-time defending trivia champion, yeah, I and I blew a three-and-a-half-point lead on him once I on can, the first I can round. afford to lose this one. So, so Sam, okay. Sam can mail this one in, and I'd still be down by at least, let's see, I need nine more correct answers plus another one to 11, and if that's a sweep, that's 20 weeks. So we're looking into 2019. And, that, and that's assuming we're not going to get any wrong. And, <laughs> yeah, so exactly. It could be a while. That's right. So we go, it's going to be 2019 by the time I catch this guy. Easily, easily. Yeah, but that's what the fun of the trivia challenge is. Um, I I thought of an idea of like just doing a yearly tally and whoever gets more by the year's end. But then if you're up by like 10 a month to go, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's like, what's the point? Exactly. Uh, Let's talk about the biggest stories that happened this week. And two, one acquisition that happened and one that is officially announced as a bid. Comcast does officially announce a $65 billion bid to acquire Fox. It is all cash. We heard $60 billion. $65 billion. We heard a lot of different numbers getting floated around. Disney's offer was $52.4 billion, right around that range. It was all stock. Now, they're meeting July 10th to determine kind of the next steps now that Comcast has officially put their bid out there. This bidding war is crazy. I mean, you don't don't like here every day a $65 billion Billion dollar bit, and then the hero was all cash and not you know stock as Disney's. I'm, I'm, I don't know what Disney could do. It's really about what Fox values more. Do they want the cash or do they want the stock, which could be potentially yeah, worth more yeah. one day? So if Disney acquires them, their stock, but if, if Disney gets in the, the long run, it's going to be own worth everything. It. And you know, it's funny because it's like Comcast, Disney, Netflix, like the three biggest yeah, companies right the now. Three juggernauts. And they're the three juggernauts in the space. Now, there's a fourth that just came into the game that we'll talk about in just a second after an acquisition earlier this week um, that'll, you know, that is going through. But it's, it's really about what Fox decides. And now we, you and I have debated a couple mm. different times if Fox should go to Comcast, if Fox should go to Disney, what that looks like for the MCU, what that looks like for the X-Men and Fantastic Four and stuff. So I don't know if this is the platform for that. But just from your perspective, if I said, here's $60 billion in cash or $55 billion in, 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 in half in stock yeah. or all stock, actually, you know, what would you rather have, the upside or the immediate gratification? I would rather have the immediate gratification. I mean, I mean, obviously, it's a, billion? But that's for a huge conglomerate of, course, of people, not of just for yeah, one. I mean, course. for me, yeah, I'm taking the money and running but as a, as I mean, a like, solo individual. It's but. 65 billion. Like, I can't even picture what that actually like amount of money looks like. If you had 65 billion dollars in singles, would it fill the room <laughs> that we're in? If you just stack, I would. Them? I would like to think it would. 65 billion singles. If a stack of 50 is about that, yeah, I dude. It has to be. I would love to see Six. 65 billion singles. Oh, if any billion billionaires out there, let us know. <laughs> that would be one hell of a strip joint. Right? <laughs> it really would. But 65 I'm billion. I'm thinking Disney is going to have to do a counteroffer. Right. They, they, can, have, they, to. they have to. They have to. Well, do they? Again, it's about what Fox 
it's about what Fox well, thinks is these, the better play in the long run. If Fox just wants the money and say, see ya, that's a hefty chunk of change. But $52 billion in five years could be 70 True. It's... I just can't see Disney rolling over without mm-hmm. doing another. Like they're, I think they're if they have this bid and maybe throw a little bit of cash on top. Now, the only thing that really helps Disney in this is that Fox isn't giving away 100% of Fox. Fox is not going to just go, go away, away and then just sit on the stock and hope it rebounds and gets above that. They have a few things. Um, they, they, they're still going to keep their sports and all yep. that stuff. So Fox is still going to be an entity. So the, the money could help with that. The stock in the long term, because they still have assets that are worth money, they could wait and see. So it is still like, what the hell? And we do have to wait till July 10th until they do that counter offer, or at least not maybe a counter offer, but until they meet to discuss next steps. And we probably won't even hear about that for a week or two after that. And then the official blah, blah, blah. I mean, this is going to be something that drags on, but it's at least a really interesting well, there's dynamic. There's, there's a lot at stake. There is, a, there, you know, to, to say that there's a lot at stake, and we talk about the MCU all the time. But there's Family Guy. There's The Simpsons. There's the other Fox properties that would be going, yeah. which are not just as important, but really, really important for this deal. And you'd even say the X Men. You know, I did earlier. Oh, okay. I did earlier when we were talking about yeah. the value of yeah. the MCU and the Fantastic Four and the X Men and Deadpool. I mean, Deadpool Two is yeah. a it's almost like, a billion it's, dollar it's a huge success. So. And Avengers crossed two billion. So. Yeah, it sure did. And we have, you know, oh man, just to think of the world we could be living in in five years from now. It's it's now, scary, but but awesome. If could the will the court even allow Disney to do it? Because like they will own everything. Um, like well, when can someone s- get so powerful? So to. So to tie in the next kind of story, AT&T has officially acquired Time Warner for $85 billion. Uh, we'll talk about that, what that kind of means for AT&T. Even more money. We'll talk about that, what kind of means for AT&T, maybe even a little bit for Time Warner, probably not as much. But if you remember a couple of years ago, Comcast put in a bid to acquire Time Warner, yep. and that got stopped. So Because it would have, what, they would have been too powerful? Uh, or? For reasons I'm not, I'm not going to dive into at this juncture here, um, just because of, yeah. you know. Uh, so anyways... Uh, with with Comcast putting this bid in, they I, I have a strong feeling, especially with their bid for Sky Sports as well, which I believe was in the thirty billions, which is the ESPN of Europe basically, um, to go international, which would be pretty huge, oh, yeah. obviously. Uh, that's a hundred billion dollar investment between the two acquisitions. Now, AT and T getting Time Warner, that's basically their answer, at least in my opinion, to Comcast getting NBC Universal. Yeah. Comcast has NBC Universal. They could be getting Fox. Like that's a that's a conglomerate yeah. right there. That's a huge obviously that But it's like why would they tell Comcast no originally and then like, okay, AT, you can get it. I know. I mean I have my yeah. my educated course, yeah. guesses, but I again I can't dive into them just for sheer other reasons I'm not gonna get into on this podcast. But AT and T does now get CNN. They get HBO. Yeah. They get Warner Brothers, which is maybe the biggest part of this. You know, we think HBO, we think CNN, but all of them are huge. This is now AT and T, at least again in my opinion, their answer to, to Comcast, NBC Universal. Yeah. AT and T now is trying to become an entertainment company, and, and they they kind of didn't want to sit by the wayside and just watch you know Comcast take over and do everything. So it's like, okay, well here's our chance to kind of stay ahead in the game or you know 
keep up, stay relevant. Yeah, it just exactly. is kind of what that even is. And that'll expand AT&T's footprint into the Time Warner footprint, obviously, which is a big win for them. Um, but they, they need what they need is more infrastructure and better yeah. infrastructure. They're running still a lot of copper wire in this country, and that's an antiquated technology. Yeah. So that will help there, um, specifically going to a cable provider in some instances I mean, or a fiber. You think network. they would have done it sooner? I mean, who knew? I didn't even know AT&T had $85 billion stowed away. <laughs> they you know? do. They're huge because of not only their cell phone division, but they have a ton of customer base from that copper wire. They have Uverse, which is that I, I think it's more of a fiber hybrid um, connection. I don't want to get too deep into that, but uh, again, now they're becoming a like an entertainment brand as well because now it's Time Warner, it's HBO, it's not just cell phones and internet. Yeah. It's well, it's, it's channels it's, and every, networks. Everything's internet. Everything's mm-hmm. expanding between that movies. Everything's bigger and better. Yeah, and now and AT and T also has Dish, so or Direct. Direct, Direct. I'm sorry. They have Direct TV as well. So there are there are competitors there now. While Comcast and especially if they get Fox, will still be the king. Of course. And I put that in yeah. quotes. AT and T is not that. They're not that far behind. They're not that far behind. They're they're a couple of more acquisitions away from from really growing their brand. Again, though, if we're 10 years from now sitting here saying that it's Disney, Comcast, and AT&T, and everybody else is wiped off the planet, and Netflix bought all the streaming services, I'm like... Them three it's companies. not a world I want to live in. You know what I mean? It's just not a world Run I want to live in. by three companies. Uh, now, in the you know, stepping away from this, unless you have anything else you kind of want no, to add. No, I think that. we touched everything. Stepping away from this, Jeff Johns has already kind of stepped down from his chief creative officer role at DC Entertainment. He was overseeing the DCEU, doing a lot uh, involved in that. He is now going back to more of a major writer, producer kind of uh uh, a role, I guess, and his first project will be the, writing the Green Lantern Corps movie. Uh, but the deal is exclusive to Warner Brothers yeah. in DC, at least. So that kind of frees up his time, I guess. Maybe he was just too busy being. Obviously. Maybe he didn't like it. Maybe he wants to be in. Of course, and that's kind of what he said. He goes, "I want to focus more on movie stuff like that." I know mm-hmm. he said it was confirmed that it was going to be for the the Green Lantern Corps movie that mm-hmm. John Stewart and Hal Jordan were already confirmed for the movie. So mm-hmm. to me, it's like, oh, okay, that's probably Jeff Johns had something to do with that. Yeah. And then I read that Jim Lee will be taking over some responsibilities that that originally he had. So now it's going to see who's going to be the head headed like DC. Will it be Jim Lee? Will it be somebody else? We we I know the answer to that question. As a matter of fact, um, let me let me get it for you. Let me see here. It's while I'm doing this, I look at this like a like an office job almost. When you're at an office job, and let's say you're on the phones in a call center, or whatever the case may be, I don't care, and you're in it every day, front yeah. line, talking to the customers, doing your thing, right? And then you get a, then you get a, uh, a management role, a leadership role, whatever. You go farther away from the phone, and then you go and progress your career. You get farther away from the yeah. phone and farther away. So it's almost like the higher up you go, the farther away from the the customer that you are. And some people just love being with the customer. And, and he like, you know, he could like work in the story, kind of being in the middle of rather than sitting at the top, trying to like, you know, almost like you're moving chess pieces. You're trying to tell a story. And I think, I just think he was being pulled in too many directions and he couldn't focus on just, you know, what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of like this move. I heard, you know, a lot of people are really upset about it, but I think it's fine. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to find the gentleman's name. He um, originally... I can't remember who it is. Um, it was in one of the. It's, I guess it's a real. Oh, here it is. Actually, it is that he was going to what take over responsibilities? No, it's uh, former New Line Cinema executive Walter Hamada. He was put in charge of DC movies in January. 
so he'll just continue to, to okay, really been, be involved in the okay. DCEU. The you know, and since January there really hasn't been a DCEU film, right? Wonder Woman was last yeah, year. Was last Justice year. League was in November. That was like the last the one. The only DC movie come out this year is Aquaman. Right, and that's later in the yep. in the year. So really, we haven't seen what this with with this gentleman, Mister Hamada, could well, do. It's kinda, so Aquaman's basically starting. You know, kind of hoping to see that is is there life left in DC? Because you know, obviously, mm-hmm. we know now they're filming Wonder Woman too. So. Right, and that's the that's the major franchise right now in DC is I, Wonder Woman. I would agree so with you. Aquaman has a chance. You know, we'll we'll talk about a yep. lot more of that yep. in the movie section. But um, you know, Jeff Johns. Obviously, a brilliant writer in the comic book space and in the movies and TV and all that stuff that he's done. Now taking a step back of that, taking that executive hat off and getting back in the and, the, and, and the uh, trenches. I love and, it. And I, I mean, hey, I did like him as the head of DC. Who wouldn't, Jeff Johns? But to see him, you know, maybe it just wasn't for him, like you said. Let mm-hmm. him be in it. Let him come out with more stories, more books. Let him produce movies. Shit, what if he wants to direct? You don't right, know, right? Exactly. Now the WWE has announced this morning, like an hour ago, before we started recording, that they will be doing the Super Showdown. Now, what this is, is if you remember a couple months ago, they had the greatest Royal Rumble event in mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia. Yes. The WWE has now announced a kind of a, this, a similar thing, if you will. It's a bigger Royal Rumble. There's 52 <laughs> people. <laughs> this will be the Super Showdown live at the MG, at the MCG Saturday, October 6th at 6 p.m. local time, I believe, uh, live on the WWE Network from Australia. Wow. So they will be doing, um, what's the MCG? The Melbourne Cricket Grounds. Oh, that's a huge stadium. That is a huge stadium. Wow. So they're going to be doing a live event in Australia. Listen, the poster has Ronda Rousey and The Undertaker and Roman Reigns and John Cena and The New Day, Samoa Joe, Shinsuke, everybody that except pissed off Jeff and Matt Hardy on, on there, Daniel Bryan, Finn Balor, Randy Orton. So they're going to be bringing the big guns to, to Australia, which is neat. Wow. But it just can't suck again because the well, last one I was going to say, maybe they didn't throw the entire roster there like just to keep some surprises. You know oh, no, mean? no, no. But the I mean, thing I hear, is, I, hear, I love no, the Hardy Boys. There's no uh, Royal Rumble this time like there was last time. Like that was the. Um, I know. It was the that was the draw, yeah. right? That was the draw. This one doesn't have a draw, so it could be better. But the matches themselves for the Greatest Royal Rumble event kind of suck. Well, and th- I'm sure they're going to build up to it. You know, they still have time. Well. You know, it's not an official pay per view, so it's probably it's a glorified house show. It's probably gonna suck again, but at least it's something cool. I well, like these. Different a, kind of at events. least you're semi positive. Yeah, I like these kind of events. But you might be thinking, okay, there's an NXT takeover tonight. There's Money in the Bank, which is a major five pay per view. It's the fifth biggest pay per view of the year uh, tomorrow night on Father's Day. So we're looking forward to that. If you're listening for our predictions, give a listen to our Stone and Key Sellers Winery bonus episode that's going up on Sunday. We won't have. NXT TakeOver predictions because it'll have already happened, but we're having a couple people on from a couple different wrestling podcasts on our show live in just a couple of hours to break down and go over uh, all of our predictions for Money in the Bank. That'll actually be um, either the first or last. I'm not sure where it's going to fall in the episode, but we're going to have Mike Raspass from the Apron Work podcast on the show to break down and predict Money in the Bank, so we're looking forward to that. Um, But let's get kicking with the rest of the show right after these words from our friends at CastBox and some ESO. Network partners. 
We Podcast and We Know Things is supported by CastBox, the fastest-growing, highest-rated podcast app on iOS and Android. CastBox has over 50 million free episodes that more than 16 million users download and listen to wherever, whenever. CastBox has also pioneered a brand-new way to search. All you have to do is enter a keyword or phrase, and CastBox will search all show titles and transcripts of every single episode to deliver exactly what you're looking for. So head on over to your app store, download CastBox, and try it for yourself today. What is the Geekly Oddcast? It's a panel show of television. I mean, seriously, where else was I supposed to go and watch Gomez Adams ride a rocket ship on a railroad track? Gaming. And the dice say... 17. Oh my god, 17 is Mystic Quest. And whatever comes to mind. Why does Zod need a starship? Alternating Thursdays on the Geekly Oddcast. Okay, auditions for the new Earth Station Who co-host. Take one, go ahead. Hello, Stonehenge, who takes the Pandora Cup, takes the universe, but, bad news everyone, cause guess who, ha, listen, you lot are all whizzing about, it's really very distracting, could you all just stay still a minute because I am talking. Not too shabby, can you close this up? Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating over 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. You never know where the TARDIS is going to go next. Earth Station Who podcast can be found at www.earthstationwho.com. Earth Station Who is a proud member of the ESO network. We are up on Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Peace and we are done. Did I pass the audition? We'll get back to you. Next. We will kick it off today uh, in the movies section, and we have The Incredibles 2 review. Not a lot of reviews, not a lot of, of uh, reads for me today, so it'll be nice because we're doing a really long podcast after this live where we can't F up, uh, but we do have... But we will. But we will. We do have the review for The Incredibles 2 per IGN. Brad Bird's strong script and direction elevate this animated adventure to new heights. Instead of trying to copy... Copy. Copy or parody the superhero films of the past 14 years, Incredibles 2 embraces what made the first outing so memorable, the Parr family and their willingness to work together in the face of seemingly insurmountable odds. Brad Bird's strong script and direction elevates Incredibles 2 to new heights. 9.0. 9.2. Dude, you've been <laughs> .2 off the past three reviews over the last couple weeks. You're, you're at right least, there. At least I'm in the ballpark. You're right there. But this is done. Oh, please tell me the next one is good because I want to see this so bad. It's, uh, uh, that, that, that. Oh, no. Incredibles 2 is, is has done $18.5 million on its Thursday, Thursday. night. That's so that's a huge yeah, Thursday. Huge. It doubles Finding Dory as the largest Thursday for an animated film ever domestically. So it that is would now, have been a good trivia question. It is now the biggest domestic wow. opening Thursday all right, all right. of all I'll time. I'll see the first one. Exactly, <laughs> right? I kind of want to watch the first one, and then I'll go see the second I'll, one. I'll wait first. Right? We were sitting around last night, and I was doing uh, some like last-second notes for the show. Just go and see if there's any more stories. There really isn't a ton today because of E3 yeah. kind of oh, taking well, we over. We knew that. We knew that. But we're doing some notes, and she looks at me, and she goes, I want to watch the first Incredibles. And I was like... Okay. Now you're speaking my put, language. Put it on. Put it on. We'll go see the second one. Yeah. As long as we go see Won't You Be My Neighbor, the Mr. Uh, Rogers yep, yep, movie. Yep. I'm That's super fair. hyped fair. for that. Um, but excited to see that Incredibles 2 doing so well. Um, again, that last trailer was the thing that got us. Yeah, I agree. So I wasn't in before that. 
It was just like, okay, this this is a movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of another movie, here's the review for Tag. Dude, this looks funny. It looks great. It looks really great. Uh, Tag Please isn't... Be good. Tag, no, no, I don't, tag, tag isn't a comedy classic. Pissed. <laughs> but it's certainly entertaining and delivers what it promises, along with a few welcome surprises. As a whole, it's never anything less than entertaining with some nicely twisted touches. This particular game of tag is absolutely worth playing. 8.0. 8.0! Dude, and, you've been floating and, around, floating and, around, floating and around. And you know uh, Sebastian Mascacco is a little part in this. Yeah, I know. He plays the priest. Yeah, I know. I saw. I, I, can't, saw. I can't wait to see it. I'm really hyped on that. Um, but that's really neat to see that this movie... Dude, Based on a true story. Game Night, Blockers, Tag, these comedies are coming back strong. We need it. We had five to seven years of shit comedy. Oh, I was watching... Um, Zach Galifianakis show is like two between two ferns or something. He had Jerry yeah, Seinfeld. Like two friends, yeah. So they're, they're talking. He goes, you know, the first hangover. How does it feel to make it such a classic? And they kind of just give up and just to go to two and third for just money and paychecks and just really like sell your souls. And he was like, well, number two, I my cousin had to get surgery. I had to pay for it. You know, they did nice back and forth. It was funny. That's really good. There was a Dumbo trailer which I didn't expect, but people were seemed to be hyped about it. it it kind of came out of left field because I, I it literally did. woke up. First thing I saw was Dumbo. I was like, "What? Let me see yeah, this." Yeah, I got trailer. two minutes of my life. I got to watch it. And I was like, "Oh shit!" It was, it was fun. I was like, "I want to see this." It was fun. I won't say it was bad. It was no, fun. I always liked Dumbo as a kid, mm-hmm. and the, the first time I saw it, I liked it better than when the first time I saw the animated. No, the, the Winnie the Pooh movie. Like when yeah. the first time they showed that, because I was that, like, oh. those those puppet the uh, animals freaked me out, man. The way they but, did the stuffed animals in, in Winnie the Pooh freaked but, me out. But the second trailer. Was better for you know the Winnie the Christopher Pooh. Robin yeah, yeah Christopher Robin so I I think I might see this in theaters <laughs> I I will not be I always like Dumbo Dumbo's cool I have yeah. no problem with Dumbo it looks fun it looks uh, it, it looks, looks like, like it's Dumbo, gonna, it's gonna look it looks fun. like it's gonna do the original justice exactly and that's all you could really ask for from this and stuff you just kind of see take off with his ears I was like ah oh, yeah. that's cool uh, there was also a new Grinch trailer from Illumination Entertainment I know you're very excited for this not anymore. That quick, I, I get, Dude, that it, trailer stinks. The, it stunk. I'm, I still don't know how I feel about the animation. Like even the, I, I like, like the animation. It's very despicable know. me. It's very, yeah, very, I, very despicable. I think me. that might be why I'm just like, like this I, is. I, I sat through three Despicables or at four with the minions. Well, I didn't. Movie. I uh, I missed the oh, minions. Oh, oh, but it's yeah. like, I don't know. Like I, it's too much like that. I missed. They could have gave me the old Doctor or the. I was con- the I was confused as to why this is taking place during Christmas. There's a lot of Grinch steals Christmas stuff out there, but this movie doesn't like harp on the Grinch stole Christmas. But it takes place in Whoville right around Christmas, and I'm like, you have 363 no. other days to work with. There's a Grinch. I think it's a Halloween or Thanksgiving special out there that's really, really strong. I don't ever see that. Um, it's a really, really good movie. You have the, um, you already have the Jim Carrey Grinch. You have the original Grinch, which is the classic, which is the OG and, and definitely my favorite. But you have an opportunity here with this kind of new Grinch. I think it's Benedict Cumberbatch who, with, to kind of do what you want and almost not, not tell an origin story of the Grinch, but, um, but to, to stay away from Christmas and, and to let him do something fun and different. And, and maybe they are. Maybe the Christmas stuff isn't a lot. But I was so hyped after that first trailer when he knocks the food off for the lady instead of getting it for her. And he's so like dastardly and I'm cracking up. This was the opposite effect for me. I am now from 100 to 50 in terms of hype. Like it, so you, it just so you legitimately cut my hype in so half. So you won't see in theaters, but when it's on, on demand, you'll get it. I'll see it in theaters. I forget when it comes out. 
So I'll see it in theaters if she wants to okay. see it in theaters. Okay. Makes sense. I'll I, wait for it if I if not. I will miss this one in theaters. Will, it just didn't do it for me. Will you miss The Nun? I'm, I think I'm going to double head miss both of those. Uh, the uh, The Nun is the Conjuring universe, the Annabelle yep. Conjuring thing. I mean, hey, I know a lot of people love them movies. Some people say good things, bad things. It's just it's not our cup of tea. Maybe you, you more than me. Uh, no, I hate them all. Um, <laughs> I've seen every single one. I've seen all three Conjurings. I've seen... Annabelle, I've seen Annabelle's prequel, um, I think. I don't remember if I have or not. I think I was in the room when she was watching it. And now The Nun, which is the creepy-ass nun from the Conjuring movies. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's, it's probably, effed up it, looking. It's going to be scary. Um, it's not for us. I, I, it is a, it's a semi-creepy trailer. It's a little bit predictable. The end jump scare for the end, how they end the trailer actually was fun. Um, you, it, it was... Uh, she, the, the main character is walking down a, a dark hallway with a lamp, and you see the nun start to creep up from behind. So you think, like, it's going to get you, it's going to get yeah. you, it's going to get you. You're going to turn around, it's going to be there, right? So she stops, and the nun just gets a little bit closer behind her shoulder, and she turns around, and it doesn't do anything. And you're like, what the fuck? And, and then, then it jumps it, at you? No, it comes out from the side and fucking spears her, oh <laughs> like God. Roman Reigns style, and like tackles her to the ground from the side. Dude, it was fucking hilarious. It was a, an unexpected twist ending to that trailer, to where I was you just like, I was expecting it to pop up yeah, in your face, exactly, exactly. and and it did, kind of like what it did, kind of what screening, yeah, 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 and it friggin' just speared her. I was like, oh my god, she's broken in <laughs> half. Oh my god. My god. <laughs> <laughs> but if you have any interest in the Conjuring universe, check out the Nun trailer. But like you said earlier, Infinity War passes $2 billion worldwide. I mean, we both knew it was only a matter of time before it hit it. I know you were hoping I've it was going to... I've lost my bet. $1 to you, I'll sir. take it today at the bar. Thank you. I have it in the car. I might need a deansy. Needs a drinksy. <laughs> he doesn't need any more drinksies. <laughs> I, just to even me out. Yeah, right. Uh, so congratulations to the Russo brothers and the MCU for passing $2 billion. I think we saw that kind of coming. Yeah. But uh, I know you, de- I definitely saw it you coming. You just wanted more of it coming. <laughs> <laughs> just definitely wanted about $0.8 million but, more. Or 0.8 so billion like, more. The, the fourth, now, the fourth one, if you said, now, will that be the kind of most... Now I'd say you have you now you have my attention. Now I think if the fourth one, after all this build up, now's your chance to have the highest gross movie. He's trying to sucker me into double or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to get two dollars. But, yeah, but at the same time, it's like Avatar Two's coming out. So like, will that movie still hold up? Will that drive everyone there? Because it's been what almost over ten years since the first one. I think about yeah. I think the, the first one was oh eight, maybe something like that. That's exactly. And the what twenty twenty is when the second one's coming out. So it's twelve years. I'm not gonna make the bet. I mean, it's a dollar. I'll make the bet. I'm a junkie. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know. But even like, I don't we, have confidence. The Harrison Ford movie. What did he just do with Jared Leto? The God damn it. Harrison Ford and Jared Leto? Yeah, they were just in the new one. He, it was a sequel. Uh, the uh, Runner. The Runner? Oh, God damn it. I'm fucking spread around. What, are you, what, what, what movie are you talking about? It's like Here. the Space Age movie. They, um... Like Harrison Ford made it, then it was like 30 years later. Brian Gosling comes in. God damn it. I can't believe I can't get this. The first Blade one. Runner? Yeah. Blade Runner 2049? Exactly. Yeah. I, I, like, a sequel. Like, 40 years later. So yeah. it's like, 12 years is nothing compared to that. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody that saw the third one will see the fourth one. So I think it's got, like, a guaranteed 2 no. billion, the fourth Avengers. Um, Avatar 2, I think, is going to kind of bomb a little bit. And that's what well, I don't know. It's The like, people that saw Avatar 10 years ago are 10 years older. Because it, it was so revolutionary. It was like, the, the, the 3D film, the C, now, mm-hmm. he waited... Years later, for technology to mm-hmm. you know continue. Think about all the twenty and thirty year olds that are now thirty and forty, 
and then all the kids that have that have a chance didn't see the first one because it's Avatar two, so you have to have seen but the now, first one, and the first one. But sucks. now they might see the preview for this. So, oh my god, that looks great! Oh, there's the first one. Then you're like, Daddy, Daddy, Mommy, get the first one. Then boom, you're, then they're invested. Yeah. Oh, see, they see, I have a fear of that. See blue Smurfs and they're gone. Yeah. They're there. Uh, I, I'm thinking back to our time on the ESO podcast that we just did. Uh, go check that episode out if you'd like to. It's, it's the Geek Seat that Sam and I did. It's uh, the Earth Station One podcast on iTunes and all your other subscription networks. Go ahead and download that. It's the newest episode from June 15th. I forget what number it is, so I, I apologize there. But if you're listening to this pretty quickly, just go to Earth Station One. You can look in the details. It has that we're on yeah, there we're right there. Um, we're 22 minutes in. We do like a 10-question Geek Seat thing. It's really fun, really cool idea. And I'm looking back at our – I think it was like the most disappointing geek moment or something like that. I should have made Avatar jokes, and I didn't. I had a perfect opportunity. That I See, well, it, 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 that's how it always is. After it's over, it's like, God damn it, I have the best comeback. Yeah, I thought of some yeah. things after that, too, and we were talking. And I was like, shit, should have said it. But I don't remember what those were, so they clearly weren't that good. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp is only tracking for a 70 to $80 million domestic opening. Now, that is bigger than the original, but it's still the fifth lowest in the MCU. It's, it's still going to make money because it's Marvel. It's good. Well, the first one made about five seventy, five eighty. This one's going to make six fifty. And you probably. really liked the first one. I did. I, 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 did. I didn't love it as much as you, but I am looking forward to the second one. Does look fun. Yeah, and I think that you know, I think Ghost is a really fun yeah. villain. I think that uh, the Wasp brings a nice dynamic to it. Paul Rudd now has three movies under his belt, or two: Civil War, Ant Man, and was he in Homecoming? No, no. no. So the two movies, and this will be his third movie in the Ant-Man suit. Um, so he at least has a home And Homecoming, he, he stole the show for a little bit there when he turned giant. So I'm, a lot of people remember. I'm kind of hoping, like, like, uh, like to, I, I was going to like ask you, like, a top three. Like, who are you expecting the cameo is going to be? Like, I kind of hope it's Captain America. Just like when he fought, Captain America, here's your shield. Like, gives him a nice, like, five-minute handshake. Because they, they just had, like, a nice, like, they were, they were funny. They were good, really funny in Civil War. I could see... I, that's I a hope, fun I question. Hope, hope it's so a fun question. So I think that's a good thing to, to think about. But with this being the, the fifth lowest in the MCU potential opening, I think the original Thor, Captain America, the first Avenger, the original Ant-Man, and I want to say... Hulk. Uh, I want It might be the Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. With yeah, probably. Edward and Norton. Yeah, and then, then this one. So... Uh, I think it's still going to do still gonna fine. Be fun. It's still yeah. going to be fun. Is it the last Marvel movie until Captain Marvel in, in March or whatever that comes out? Are we getting a break from July to March with nothing Marvel over the holidays? I don't think we are. Are we getting an X-Men movie this, this yeah, holiday? Yeah, Dark, Dark Phoenix. So there you yeah. go. So that's going to fill the Marvel void, yeah. not the MCU there's, void. There's plenty of movies to hold us but, over. But the Marvel We're void. We're fine. Kanye West is apparently a huge fan of Deadpool movies, and he would like to actually clear his music for the future films. He tweeted it out multiple times. Yeah, I, I did see that. I mean, hey, Would course, you want Yeezy in I mean, Deadpool? I'm not, I'm not a Yeezy fan. I mean, I'm not even one to listen to the radio, but I was listening to Crystal Lee's podcast, and he's like, he has a song. He's like, he literally says "swoop diddy poop, poop scoop" or something like that. And I was like, well, I think once that that's one you like, that's your song you come up with. I think you're out of ideas and just kind of need a break. Uh, he's but still and, making okay, billions. Of you dollars. can't you can't blame him. Your Deadpool is obviously very successful, and I, I think you would want your music in a very successful film franchise. So it's it's smart. Well, it's also if he likes the movie, he doesn't. He would probably do it for free. Oh, exactly. He's got and, money he, and, money. He, and he said, but it's still it's a way your music gets out there because. Lately, Kanye, I, I think, has been falling off the map. Can you imagine, like, Deadpool bumping on the on the edge of that bridge instead of DMX? It's no, Kanye. I, I would, I would, I would, 
I would I, I still like day that it's DMX. DMX. Every, every day. Me too. I like Kanye yeah. though. I, I can't mm. lie. I like Kanye. More of college dropout stuff. I but, mean, I like Gold Digger with Jamie Foxx. Yeah, so more of like the college dropout type stuff. I don't love his new stuff. His new stuff is a little um too ambitious yeah. for me. But yeah, still too ambitious. Swoop de poop. Yeah. <laughs> Leah Thompson is going to be pitching a new Howard the Duck film to Marvel and she wants to direct it. She was in Back to the Future yep. and she was in the original Howard the Duck from the eighties with those duck titties in the beginning. Yeah. The weirdest fucking yeah. thing I've ever seen in the movie. I don't think we need another Howard the Duck like He cameoed in Guardians though. He had two sir, I think two. two movies. Mm-hmm. I, Both I, I think, Guardians. And I think that's enough. Like there's are people clamoring to see a Howard the Duck film no, again? I'd be good with just a Howard the Duck. Like, more than just a short cameo where you see a okay, duck, I'd like to see a couple when of speaking Marvel, lines. When but, Marvel did the one-shots. Yeah. Do have a little bonus feature in the movies. Have a little 10, 15-minute clip. Yeah. That, perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd well, like to see Howard the Duck I don't need show to go up. see an hour and a half, two-hour adventure by Howard the Duck. If I, I do, I'll go see the 80s movie that sucked. I'd like to see Howard the Duck do like a five, 10-minute. He has a couple speaking lines, and he's in the Soul Stone with all the Avengers oh, okay. in the fourth one. <laughs> no, that could be like a season, like a, the fourth one, like... Take me, sacrifice me. For, you know, he takes out Zoe Zaldana. <laughs> but we'll and it's Howard the Duck that saves the day because we know that Howard the Duck in the Guardians films. So we know that he has something there with Gamora, at least a, a you know, connection. Maybe, maybe Thanos snapped his wife or something. You know, you don't think about that. Think outside the box. Well, I'm also good without a Howard the Duck movie. I, I could I could move on and, and live just fine without a Howard the Duck movie. Joaquin Phoenix, the Joker origin film that he was rumored to be in, it looks like that he will be starring, and the film has been confirmed by the Hollywood Reporter with Todd Phillips directing. I'm just baffled. This is the baffled. second week in a row we're talking about multiple Joker movies, and I just don't need it. Yeah, I just right. don't need this. And that, and I, he will make an awesome Joker, though. I'm sure he would because he's, he's a great actor. He's yeah. been in some really good films. You know, it's just a person, Joker is the one who's the the mystery brand, the mystique. We don't need his origin. We know it. We've seen it so many times. We just saw it last year or two years ago in the the killing joke. We understand it. So I guess we're going to get a live action now, whether we like it or not. I'll stay. I have to say it. He's a good actor, though. At least he's at least he's already been practicing for this role for 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) He has a lot of experience. (laughs) The Batman, which... It's weird to talk about Matt Reeves, the Batman, again on this show, but it may focus on a younger version of the character. The younger version yeah, of the character. Yeah, because like, the first report I said was like, well, looks like Ben Affleck's out as Batman. What we're going to do is do our top three villains that we'd like to see in this movie. But what I want to remind you of is something I thought of as I was going through this list of just a million villains. That if we get a younger Batman, that means theoretically we're also going to get younger versions of the villains. Of course. Everybody. So that is cool to me. To think of a young, it's, so it's even if we have the same villains recycled, yeah, it would be younger versions. And so I, I'm cool with. And that. I went with two that we haven't seen and one that we have seen. I've uh, I went with one that we haven't seen, two that we have seen, but the two that we have seen were never uh, done justice. Okay. Well, one was done. Ju- we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. I'm sure we have one or two similarities. We may. My number three, I went with Black Mask. Okay. It's something different. He's you know. It's, to me, it would be special effects would be a lot cheaper because it's just a guy with a black mask that you know he has mind controlled capabilities. But that's we'll see if they go that route. But he's just he's a he's a gangster in Gotham. He becomes a crime boss, and that's you can it. Tell an interesting story, exactly. And that's where you can bring Batman, you can bring Nightwing involved, just to bring other people. Now we've seen this exact setup for my number three in Spider the Amazing Spider Man number one. But my number three would be Doctor Robert Kirkland Langstrom, Man Bat. Would like to see Man Bat. Now it's a mad scientist that you know 
puts the he tests him, his serum or whatever on himself, and then he gets deformed into a gross. We saw that with Lizard Man or whatever it is from Spider. The lizard, yeah, the lizard <laughs> yeah. from the Spider Man. Uh, they make the Spider Man the first one, yep. so it's kind of similar. So that's where I'm like, oh, we we've seen it before, but we haven't seen DC's version. We haven't seen Batman's version. I, Man Bat was almost on my list, and I would like I do to like see, be some Man Bat. Yeah, I would like to see Man Bat versus Bat. Because you remember the the third trilogy for the Arkham Knight series. Mm-hmm. One of the missions, you just see Man Bat flying, and you have to kind of just land on him, mm-hmm. and that's how you take him. I think you take it down two or three times and give him like the serum. So mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. But my number two is one of my favorite villains who we've never seen yet, who I I would love to see is Clayface. I love to see. Clayface. I love Clayface from the animated series. I know they went off the, the Basil Carlo version where he's an where he's an actor. He finds out that they're remaking his film. He gets butt hurt. My number two is also Clayface. Clayface, dude, he's <laughs> a man. You, you could do Matt Hagen, the other guy who kind of falls in. I love it. It was. Uh, was it a vat of radioactive protoplasm? I just thought that was hilarious when I read it. I was like, I have to mention that. But Clayface, you said protoplasm. But again, Clayface will probably be a more expensive film because you have to put it towards the special effects. But it's something different, something new. It also reminds me of the third Spider-Man with the Sandman. <laughs> just yeah, like but, the way it looks. It's funny that just the parallels. Obviously, it's 100% different. Yeah. Clay and sand, different things. But just the how that comes to be, I just think that's funny that you can just draw so many parallels. Well, well I mean, when between Stan the Lee came out with Spider-Man, right. Clayface was already invented that, 25 that, years ago. Yeah. You know, in the 40s. So. I wouldn't be surprised if our number – has your number one been in a movie before? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we have the exact same number it's one. my – Again, it's where I go back to my Batman love. It's um, the animated series. He, you know, my number one is somebody that was a main villain in a film, but was done nicely, nicely, no. but the acting was very poor. So you're thinking probably Riddler. I'm thinking Mr. Freeze. That is mine. That's yeah. my. I always love Mr. Freeze. When he first was kind of, you know, brought into Batman 121, it was kind of like a joke villain. Kind mm-hmm. of, he invented a freeze gun. The animated series, they kind of reinvent him. They mm-hmm. give him like some story, a tragedy where he falls into that. He's looking at his wife, gets his crazy disease. Right, and, and that's... And he's, he's doing anything possibly just to mm-hmm. fix it. He does it for love. He gives mm-hmm. him more of a heart. I love that about him. And I also love his boss fights in the Arkham game. Yeah. Love. You know, that's great. Every episode he was on, the animated series was great. Voiced by Michael and, and Sara, who was a great actor. We'd like to see more of an animated series with the kind of the cone-shaped yeah. helmet with the red glasses and like the the bluer skin not silver yeah and it's it's, it's arnold why, arnold didn't do great no and it's it's why i liked you know the batman and sub-zero movies so much it was just mm-hmm. you see the heart of mr freeze they actually you you give a shit if it wasn't for the animated series people probably would not give a shit about mr yeah. freeze i would so sam and i there you go our top one and two like i said we'll probably have some similarities we had two yeah. similarities um i you know shout out to scarecrow would like to see him, but he's already been in the Dark Knight I mean, trilogy. So. He was in all three of them. Yeah, you know. So, so it's like okay, he I mean, just never. He was never really I, in them. I, in them. I really like Scarecrow too. But yeah. even like when he's on Gotham, the guy, the way he looks, and the final shot you see him as Scarecrow, he looks freaking amazing. Yeah. So I, I would like to. I, I'm glad that we actually agree there. Uh, Aquaman is getting a trailer at San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, that's what dropped because I think it was yesterday or the day before. You finally see. We know what, obviously, what Jason Momoa looks like, Aquaman, but we see Amber Heard. She looks great as Mara. We see Orm, Patrick Wilson's playing his half-brother, yep. and we got the mask of Black Manta. Looks right from the damn comic books. It looks gorgeous. Uh-huh. I, I thought about Bioshock a lot looking at that helmet. That was really okay, cool. Okay. I did. It was really cool. After seeing it, though, I was like, you know what? I have faith in Justin Lin. I have faith. 
Well, I think I think you would have faith if you didn't see it. I ha- even, even if it was something was like, shit, I have to have faith this DC. But <laughs> it's in good hands. Ewan McGregor has been cast as Obi-Wan... Co- I'm just kidding. Yes. <laughs> as Danny Torrance in The Shining sequel. I haven't seen Shining in a lot of long, years. Long time. A lot long of time. years. Yeah, I was good a teenager old, the last time. Good old Jack. But I mean, okay. I like Ewan McGregor. He's not doing Obi-Wan right now. I, I was, dude, I waited for this he, moment he just, just keep, to say that. He just keeping the, he's just holding over. He's fine. <laughs> Jordan Peele wants to make a new Gargoyles movie. I almost wanted to tell you, like, yeah, we got to put this in the front. Because I was a huge fan of Gargoyles. You know, obviously, the cartoon back in the day as a kid, it was always on TV. It still runs now, but it doesn't come on until like 3, 4 in the morning. The Gargoyles animated show was incredible. Yeah, I, and that I, animation, I, very Batman the Animated yeah, Series-esque. I, but even like the amazing. voice cast, I think it was Keith David was like the main Gargoyle. It's been a while since I saw it, but I would... Jordan, fun, Jordan Peele, fun, please make a Gargoyles There movie. was a really fun Super Nintendo game. I don't know if it came to the Genesis, but Gargoyles had a really good Super Nintendo game. And it ran... It's a really fun the speed The game run. and the show ran for like four or five seasons. Yeah. Uh, for the box office this past week, my screenshot pulled the top 25. Number 25 is Black Panther, uh, oddly enough. But here's the top 10. Number 10, falling from number 7 at 2.1... Million dollars is life of the party. Falling from number six all the way down to number nine is upgrade at 2.3. Number eight, new to the list, is Hotel Artemis at 3.2. Falling from number uh, five to number seven is Book Club at 4.2 million dollars. Falling from number three all the way down, number six is at 5.2 million dollars adrift. Staying in the top five, but falling from number four is Avengers Infinity War at 7.2 million dollars. New to the list at number four is Hereditary at $13.5 million. That's a very creepy horror movie. We read the review last week. Number three, hanging in there, staying from, uh, at, well, I'm sorry, falling from number two to number three, but staying in the top three at 14.1 million is Deadpool 2. At number two, falling from number one, Solo, a Star Wars story at 15.7. And new to the list, number one at $41.6 million, Ocean's 8. Damn. <laughs> Who would have thought that movie successful? Um, $41 million. I don't know anyone that's seen it. If anyone has seen it, let me know. Shoot me a message. And we also read the review of yeah. that. Uh, it's gotten really, really good reviews. Um, really, really good reviews. Yeah. So hopefully you, um, you know, if that's if that's your cup of tea. I told you, it's mine. I went out and I bought, um, I went out and I bought the, uh, Original three on Blu-ray. I think they gave me the oh the, the pack. I think they gave me the one. European Blu-ray. So I really hope it works. It should. It should. Usually they're coded. They, I, they work. I, I really hope that it's, it's region free. If it's not it's, region it, free, if it's from Finland, it won't work. It's right there. Pull it open. It's right. It's right I, there on top. Yeah, the red it'll back. It's the twelfth. You're good. Yeah. It'll work. Okay. As long as you say so. I believe you. Uh, let's see. This week coming out in theaters is Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I think we both agree that that will take the box office 100%. for the next couple weeks. At least two. Ghostland, Brain on Fire, Damsel, Izzy Gets the Fuck Across Town, Boundaries. Isn't that a movie? The Catcher Was a Spy. As I'm looking through, you know, without spoiling it, I don't see... Jurassic Park, that's all you need to know. Yeah, I don't see anything until early July that's going to take Probably like Jurassic Park, The Oceans... And uh, maybe tag. Well, tag's coming up or it's out. Tag's out. So yeah, maybe tag. And what else? Maybe Mister Rogers will be up there next. Yeah, it should. Be. Yeah, I, we remember we'll, we read yeah. these like pretty well in advance. So yeah, you know, there's that. Uh, but that was the 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 uh, movie section. Here's the TV section. Luke Cage season two got a trailer, and I saw it again. They show you more of shades, and I forget the the lady from the first one. She's obviously now the crime boss, and. 
I guess, trying to take him out of town. A little upset, didn't see no Iron Fist, even though he was already, they already showed you that he was in it, but they didn't show you any more. Marvel's Luke Cage Season 2 never quite finds its footing over the course of its 13-episode run. The series is still struggling to regain momentum after someone's exit midway through Season 1. While Mike Coulter and... Alfre Woodward deliver solid performances. There simply is not a compelling story worth exploring. Marvel's Luke Cage season two is a misfire. Ooh. Is it rated? Yes. Six five. Four five. Wow. This is besides Iron Fist, this is the second negative review for Wow. Defenders wasn't even that highly rated either. It was just man. But, but it was more it was just man. It was oh, more yeah, than, it was more than five. that. But it was just man. Um, but like what he said when like, someone was it? Was it it's King, I, Rattlesnake King Diamondback. When he goes, they mentioned another character. I didn't want to give spoilers away. No, nah, that's the first season. Okay, Cottonmouth. I, Cottonmouth. That was it. That was it. But dude, I was so pissed. He was such a great actor. I was loving it. Then he goes. I was like, um, what happened? Mm-hmm. You give me a guy with glasses and a check? No. <laughs> He's just bad. But hey, Missy Knight's in it. She's got a robotic arm, so I am hyped to see that. Netflix picks up Lucifer after Fox cancels it for season four. I'm super happy to hear that because all I heard was nothing but good things from but Lucifer. But you don't watch Lucifer, I right? had the I, Alex got me the, for Christmas. I still have the first season on Blu-ray. Just oh, cool. between the games and everything, I've been kind of focused on that before I jump into Well, they'll all show. be on Netflix, I think, if they're picking it's, up. If they're not already, they yeah. will be. And I, they're on Hulu, too. So it so. makes it better for me to watch. So Warner Brothers signs Greg Berlanti to keep him at the studio until 2024 for only the TV space for a couple of shekels. Oh, b- before we even jump into that, and um, Luke Cage dropping on the 22nd. Okay. So I just want to let everybody know about yeah. that. And yeah. yeah, he's getting $400 million. In an all-cash guarantee. That's the crazy part. Okay, so there's going to be plenty of DC shows coming to CW. He will remain with Fox for the film part of this. I believe he also has the record for most shows on at one time with like 12 or 13, like something insane. That's crazy. Busy man. Star Trek Discovery loses its showrunners ahead of season two again. It's not a good sign. It's not I, a good sign. They've been shuffling ever since the first. I know people said it was well-received. It got good ratings. I mean, I didn't. I only saw, I think, maybe 10 minutes and I turned it off, but... It's, it's kind of sad to see. <laughs> is it though? If you only well, watch like, ten minutes, like I'm not a, I'm not a, like a, a Star, Star Trek. Trek. I'm not a fanatic. Like right. I would totally watch Galaxy Quest over it any me day too. of the week. Oh, me too, though, because Tim Allen's the, like, the man. But if they were like, "Yo, we're doing a Galaxy, tw- you know, Quest show." I mean, well, rest in peace, you know, Alan Rickman. But yeah, I would, I'd rather watch that show. I'd rather die. And as we move into the gaming space, uh, with E3 kind of coming to a close, some stories kind of trickling out uh we covered again all of the press conferences and everything in between uh on our bonus episode recently but just some other things to talk about in the gaming space again not many just like four or five stories uh xbox scarlet which is the new code name for the new xbox is xboxes that phil spencer hinted at during the xbox press conference will reportedly release in 2020 um reportedly it's also multiple consoles or units and it's also going to be like a year before PS5, potentially, so they have a chance to get ahead of the market. I have a question. Go ahead. Is this too soon? <laughs> I, Didn't I, Xbox just come out with a new system? Xbox One X. So what I would imagine is that everything on Xbox Scarlet, whatever they will officially we'll call play that, everything. will be backwards compatible on Xbox One X only. Um, I would imagine it's going to be a souped-up Xbox One X. It has to be. Uh, obviously. Um, I'm interested to in what they mean by multiple units. I don't know if that means VR 
comes with it. I don't know if that means a portable version. I don't know what that means. It's interesting. You have to have the games to back it up. But if you have a year in the space already and you're launching with Gears 5 and Halo Ultimate or Infinite and And Crackdown 3. You sound very interested. I am very interested. Remember, I'm an Xbox gamer at heart when it comes to Xbox versus PS4. I'm an Xbox guy at heart. This generation, PS4 has kicked the shit up, down, and sideways of the Xbox One. I I agree with that. I admit that. I will always love my Xbox platform. The last few games that were non-Nintendo games that I bought have been on the Xbox One. More because I have one in two rooms, so it's just better to yeah, I can just play it. Exactly. Tech kind of on the go. Um, but, you know, I, I... This is fast. It's two years from now. Holy shit. It's, this is pretty fast. So obviously, they've been working on this for a while now, obviously. Probably about six years, I'd say. I would assume that they've oh, been working on okay. it since about 2014. Okay, but you're, you just came out with a, a new Xbox, you know, a newer souped-up version. Mm-hmm. So people just dropped all that money. So two, 500 bones. So two years later, you're going to drop another system that's probably going to be five, $600? But then, you could, but then you have the 40 million people that didn't. Yeah, and or, beyond. Or you just, and the 70 or, million or that have bought a PS4. Or just like, no, I, I, I don't need a new system right now. I have this Xbox, that's fine. Or their PlayStation, or the, hey, I'm Nintendo, I'm getting the Switch. I think this is going to spark a lot of rumors that next E3 is when we're going to see a lot of information well, about I would, this. I would imagine shit has to trickle out way before then. But Xbox One was re- was announced on its own press conference in 2012, I believe it was, maybe 13. So you have an opportunity here for the Xbox One Two, or the Xbox Two, the Xbox Scarlet, to be announced next year on its own outside of E3. I would imagine before E3. That yeah, way you I, give you it, have, you have to you give E3 the games yeah. uh, on it that you'll be playing on it, and you also give it a year of hype to get there or a year of hate, depends on <laughs> how you kind of take it. But it's at least interesting to think that this is a reality that we're already we are moving on to the next and console I, generation. Obviously, they. There was already you know years you know even when PS4 came out, they were like, oh, there's plans for PS5, you right. know, and six or whatever. So this is their plan. Maybe fast forward and just to, again beat them to the punch, get the first system out there. But mm-hmm. again, it's you know it could be a, a setback. Maybe you, you you jumped the gun too early. People are like, "Yo, we just got this new Xbox system. How, is it more powerful? Is it faster? You know, what am I? Why should I go out and spend another five six hundred dollars?" The Xbox One X, the PS4 Pro, definitely pushes the limits in terms of graphical graphical fidelity capability, but. Uh, is there more? Can we see more? That's, That's the saying, craziest though. thing. What is, else can be? Oh, this is like you said. It'll be faster VR. loading. Fa- well, I would assume faster loading times, um, uh, a bigger draw distance, more so space, more RAM, stuff like um, that. bigger hard drive, probably a solid state drive. Um, you're looking at uh, obviously more processing power, um, so you can have more things on screen moving at once. So there are still enhancements, but in terms of how the character looks. You, it already looks goddamn real it enough. It does. I mean, I have the first PS4, and the graphics look great. Yeah. I, I don't have a pro. I don't need it. On Tuesday, June 12th, when Nintendo had their E3 press conference or their E3 Direct, they said, Fortnite is out today. In its first day on the market, on the Switch alone, it was downloaded 2 million times. And, in one day. And I believe we even talked about it. It's like, oh, Fortnite's huge. Coming to Switch. Why not add more was, fans over? I was one of them. Yeah. I've played it twice yeah. now. I turned it back on. I played another Battle Royale, finished 49th. I'm still zero. Yep. I finished 10th on my first one. I was like, dude, I'm going to win a Battle Royale. I'm already really good. Yo, 49th, didn't get a kill, lasted less than five minutes. What up? 
Uh, I'm trying to drop into different parts of the map, see what the hell's out there. It's a big yeah, because you map. don't know. You're a noob. I have no fucking exactly. Idea. You're a noob. So, and I don't even know what the hell I'm doing in there. I'm just like <laughs> shooting. I'm just doing a lot of shooting. But damn, someone shot you in the ass. Netflix is working on a Stranger Things game. I'm sorry, Telltale is working <laughs> on a Stranger Things game with Netflix. I mean, I guess it's cool. Well, Telltale does the Game of Thrones game, yeah. the the Batman, uh, the, the Walking Dead the Walking one. Dead stop, games. I think I just ended. The, it's it's on its final up, season. Yeah, up. it's going to do its final season. So it's going to be a story driven game where you make choices and that cartoony style uh, art. So that like the comic book style art. And so, it makes sense. It's it's everyone loves Stranger Things. Yeah, I mean they're they're capitalizing on all the pop culture franchises and turning them into Telltale games. I just don't know if I want. That yeah, again the, tell, <laughs> the, the, the telltales that. are just—they're not for me. But hey, if you like them, it's coming. In our last story for the gaming, Mario Tennis Aces is getting Koopa Troopa and Blooper for free as DLC. I want to say it's in August and September, but you can get them early if when you get the game, you participate in the online tournaments, you can unlock them a month early. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, but no matter what, you're getting them for free. It's free it's for me. And it's and that game's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be really. And we, and we played it. it. Was great. Oh, and real quick, I did want to mention that uh, I played the the way of Shushido. Oh, you did? Yeah, well, the, the demo when yeah, I was yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I beat the demo. Yeah, so, that's right. You were here last week. We were waiting for punchline. And line. I thought, I was like, you know what? Maybe one time, like for 3ds, if I'm like, I need something to hold me over. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if that gets cheap enough, I, I'll pick it up just because I thought it was fun. Yeah. So Sam and I both actually endorse Sushi Striker, the way of the Sushido. Uh, I still think it's one of the funniest names ever. And it's a good game. It's yeah, a, it's a it's fun. fun game. So, yeah, actually, in the time we were waiting for Punchline to call in, Sam beat the whole demo. Yeah, and it was I, a 35, 40-minute demo. And it was tough. Last guy was tough. Yeah, so that was actually really fun that, that uh, I got to sit there and enjoy. After I played, I got to enjoy Sam enjoying it. So that was fun for me. Especially a, when I'm a playing a Switch. <laughs> Anytime you're playing anything. I'm like, hell yeah. I saw you posting your Instagram story like, let's go. And it was Uncharted. And I was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of people were like, hell yeah, you know, like, they, they know. Yeah. Uh, into the music space, Sam, you saw a, uh, a concert last night, hence why you're oh. in your stupor today. Yeah, a little, a little banged up this morning, but uh, yeah, me, Alex, and Colin, we saw Dave Matthews. I think we see him every year. Um, At least once. Yeah, it was a little different without Boyd Tinsley, you know, type his name in Google, you'll see all his, you know, stuff that was against him. He's not with the band at the moment. <laughs> he had a lot of contributions to them. Yes, it was, and he was like one of my favorite players, and your players. Musicians. As there's a soccer game going on next to us. Music, especially for the band, because he kind of rocks out energy. I like that for a band. But, you know, Dave never disappoints. Puts on a 20-song set list. Mm-hmm. Everyone's two-stepping all crazy. Played Space Between. I always love to hear that. And Grave Digger. I know he ended with uh, his encore with Sister. Then he, Gray Street. Gray Street's one of my favorite songs. So I went out just the smiling ear-to-ear. And he never disappoints. The... Uh... Dave Matthews Band is a lot like broccoli. If you're forced to have it as a child, you will not enjoy it as an adult. <laughs> and I um, used to hate Dave. Alex beat him into me. And uh, I'm buddy, still there. Chris Shriver from the uh, platformers, oh, he yeah. was there. I know we were both in the middle of the lawn, but we just couldn't meet. I tried to tell him, I was like, hey, look for the drunkest guy there. I'm, I was probably around there. Oh, 100,000 people. It's going to be difficult. Yeah, it was tough. Uh, for anybody in the tri-state area, you saw him at the BB&T, which is in Camden, yes. New Jersey. Um, and I know he loved it. I know he he had a great time. I know we had a great time. And can't wait to see. I, he's playing again tonight. I know Alex, like, if we could do it, I was like, dude, I... I think I need a nap after the winery. <laughs> yeah, we're going to a winery after this, do a live episode. We'll, we should be done around one. So if you can get a couple hours and maybe not tailgate as hard, but if you want yeah. to get last minute tickets, hey, to see him again. Weather's nice. So you never know. Would he do a different set list the second night? Oh, he, oh, he always changes that's, it up. that's the one thing Good. I wish Good more bands did. Just usually they kind of go and they stick to that same set list. Every night's a different show for Dave. 
Every Night's Another Story? No. Every Night's it's Another not, Story? But it did a cover. I, 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 I Dave Matthews did a cover of the early November. That, that would have been cool. And Dave was just like, go, go, go. At the very end. And that's crazy. I'd be interested to hear that version. I would also be interested as Argentina puts one in. Uh, I love Argentina. So there you go. In the World Cup, baby. I'm excited for that. Except I'll miss the second half of this game and the first half of the Sacrifices game. must be made. The sacrifices that are made for our dear listeners. We love you all very much. Uh, we have a couple of album reviews today. The first one is going to be Living Proof by the band State Champs. I believe it's their third record, uh, at least full length. They may have stuff that I'm not aware of, but um, I've liked them since their first record. They came out yesterday, well, on Friday, with Living Proof. Um, I think personally that for me it's a return to like the glory days of pop punk. I see a lot of or hear a lot of um, similarities to their first record as opposed to their second record. I, I think it's a really a return to roots for them. I think state champs definitely get like their titles back. Uh, awesome. And for me, that the three tracks that really stood out were Crystal Ball, Lightning, and Something About You. Just fun, toe-tapping, pop-punk, emo goodness that... that you just soak in. It's good to see you still listening to emo after all these years. I haven't grown up. <laughs> you never changed. No, when I when you look at my most downloaded songs right now, it's it's pop punk, acoustic, and screaming. So I got a lot okay. of. I'm, I'm, I am thirty board, now. Yeah. yeah, I am thirty now. So it's it's nice that. Well, I, listen, you know, I still love Squeeze and Queen and the Beatles. But you're and, on the back nine. But I'm the I fuck already. you. Uh, and the other album <laughs> that we're reviewing would be Born Ready by my boy Steve Mokler. Another new record for Steve. Now, Steve, over the past few years, I started listening to, to him in 2008, seven, somewhere around yeah, there. Yeah, you loved him. Seven or eight, so about ten years, maybe a little bit more. And when I first heard him, he was just an acoustic. Yep. musician and i loved it and uh, i just love acoustic music but as he grew and grew and mature and matured and and kind of moved his career path along he kind of moved into the country realm which a lot of people seem which to a do. lot of people seem to do and that's not my style so i've fallen and fallen and fallen just farther away from him and his tunes over the last couple of years but i'm always going to support him and always going to buy the records day one did the same thing for born ready got a few singles ahead of time crazy does is a really good track but the full record as it comes out for me, this is Dave's, I'm sorry, Dave, Steve's probably second weakest record um, overall. If State Champs is an 8 out of 10, this is a 3 or 4 for okay. me out of 10. Oh, you're just not, like you said, you're not a country. I'm just not a country Ashley guy. Ashley would probably like this way more than you. Now, what I do appreciate about this record, it was written on and about the road, and that's mm. that's a lifestyle yeah. that while I don't we, live. We do not know. Um, I don't know <laughs> it. I can appreciate the living hell yeah. out of it, specifically now in an Instagram story world where people just put stories of the road all the time like yeah. bands. So I appreciate it a lot. Lot. And I do love uh, One for the Boys is, is probably my favorite track on the record. But those two tracks, uh, Crazy Does and One for the Boys, are really the only ones that really stood out to me as Steve Mokler. The rest kind of just sounds like country. Steve does have a, a wonderful voice and that's what brings it up to a three or four for me is his voice and his tone and style ca- can carry through. I'm just I just can't get past the country yeah, right piece guy. of it. And if there's no disrespect, it's just that's not hey, my type I, of music. I respect your honesty, brother. Yeah, and that that's just for me. But we're, we're done today. We're going to do our pick of the week and then some Patreon shout-outs and get the heck out of here. What do you say? Yeah, sounds good to me. So my pick of the week, me and Alex actually saw that movie Upgrade last week. I figured week. as much. You said I'm in the movies. We didn't talk about what it was. I mean, check out this movie. First, first see what he looks like. Logan Marshall Green. If he is, does not look identical to Tom Hardy, I don't know. Okay. He has to be his twin brother. But this movie kind of came under the radar. Mm-hmm. I never, never, like, I know we mentioned on the podcast, but I never mm-hmm. saw Alex goes, yo, we got to see this movie. I put on the first 10 seconds, and I was like, and close. I was like, done. Let's go. The thing was nine bucks, you know, on this little matinee. 
It was a move budget was like three three to five million dollar budget made already over eleven. It's a guy basically he gets he gets his ass whooped and then he becomes basically a paraplegic okay. and then this genius puts this microchip in his spine. Come to find out that it's like you can talk to this thing like it's spy like uh, Skynet and like he's like the the chip is talking to him in his mind and then like it fi- come to find out that it can control everything and then he's just like the the action sequences in this movie for as low budget as it was kind of blew me away it reminded me a little bit of John Wick I was gonna say does it remind you a little bit of Crank some low budget uh, high action scenes oh, it it didn't have the like the, the energy. energy that yeah. Crank Jason Statham just killed both of the movies. But this was fun, man. For for nine dollars, I thought this was a great movie. I a Blu-ray buy? Yeah, I think I just it was fun. It was like the action you see, and like when he's kicking the shit out of people, his face is like, "How am I doing this?" Like it, it was. Funny. Oh, that's cool. It was. I awesome. like that. It was different. He doesn't understand or exactly. know his power limit yet. I like co- that idea. He gets freaked out at first. It's almost like when like Tom Hardy Venom first talked to him. He's like, oh, "What the hell is going on?" Like, that's it, neat. It, it, it was different. So check it out. Upgrade. Uh, cool. Is that a? Uh, is that something I would enjoy? I dude, it was an hour and a half. It was quick, cool. boom, 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 to the point. Told a nice story, heartfelt, and just some awesome action. That's really cool. I I, I can dig that movie. I don't, again, not a theater. It's, you're not for there me, for two hours and twenty minutes. You're in there, quick, boom, in and out. I think you'll be highly entertained. That's nice. My pick of the week would be uh, the 2018 World Cup in <laughs> Russia, um, I which am, is on right now. Which is on right now. Iceland just tied it up against Argentina. Two of my three favorite countries in the world. Actually, the two countries I'm rooting for in this World Cup. As a matter of fact, I know that my my family would say Germany, you bastard. Well, the United States is not in this. Germany is obviously a superpower, but I grew up loving Argentina and Iceland over probably since like you 2010. Tried Doug. Uh, I've been a fan of Iceland, so maybe actually 2000. What am I thinking? 2010, probably about 2006. Uh, but I, I've liked Iceland, just admired them from afar, and they've grown as a club and country. So that's cool. But the 2018 World Cup from Russia, the games are at like 6 a.m., 8, 11, and 2. Perfect for you. P.m. So uh, it's it's difficult during the week. Of course. Because of work. I won't be able to come home and watch them at that's night. That's why there's DVR. No, because I, then I'll have to stay off of the internet, and that's not going to ah, happen. Okay. So that's why they're streaming radio, <laughs> baby. But soccer on the radio kind of sucks. Yeah. So uh, anyway, it's on Fox and FS1. Um, so check them out. All the games will be on there, but it's going for the next month until mid-July. It just kicked off Thursday. Um, I believe it was Russia and Saudi Arabia in the first game, 5 nothing Russia. But uh, it's going to be a really fun tournament. Um, per- Portugal and Spain tied yesterday after a Ronaldo hat trick. So, like, the best yeah, players he's, in the world he's a beast. <laughs> stepping up to the greatest stage in the world. That would be my pick of the week for all you soccer fans out there, all four of you. Uh, we do have, however, our Patreon shout-outs to close out the week. If you support us at the $5 or up level... We will shout you out every single week on the show uh, for some Patreon love and also give you a plug if you so choose. So thank you to our $5 Patreons. I'm sorry, patrons on Patreon. Mike Forward, AF Logdog, Bradley Epstein, North Comics on Instagram, uh, Jay Sanford, 9482, Rob Harding, Sam Reimer, which is twitch.tv slash mynifeyourlife. We shouted him out on our Instagram story the other night when he went live. I'm happy to do that whenever I see him go live to, to get him out there to our, our listeners as well go check him out on twitch our newest patron thank you very much darren monroe uh, for the five dollar patron really appreciate that as well our ten dollar patron alan santos appreciate that 
looking forward to your top three for this month. I uh, can't wait to do that. And then our $20 patron, thank you for everything, Thomas Chisholm. We really appreciate it. Your package is on the way with your wee podcast, and we know things swag, sir. You guys are the best. Thank you, everybody. And this has been episode 95. We're off to the winery at 927 in the morning to go get drunk and do a live episode at Stone and Key Cellars Winery. That'll be up Sunday. Enjoy NXT TakeOver. Enjoy Money in the Bank. Enjoy the World Cup. Go watch Upgrade. Listen to the bonus episodes. And we'll see you next week for episode 96. Stone and Key. Let's go. of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.